hear, O Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. When Moses spoke these words to the community of faith that he established by God, he spoke to them about something which is the most essential of their life, essential of his life, all of us. It's an instruction that he gives here, Israel, to listen. Listen, it's not just hear in a sense, listen. Listen to the depths of your heart. Listen to that which is the truth. God, the God who has revealed himself to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, is God alone. There's no other gods besides. And it is taking us right into the middle of who we are as people of God. Why do we gather here? It's because we want to listen to God. We want to know Him. We want to experience Him. We want to receive His gifts. We want to receive the body and blood of Christ. And so we come here because we believe. But it's not just because we believe, but we wish to love Him more and more. We wish to live, love Him because ultimately, what is faith? Faith is acceptance of something. Yes, it is true. I believe that God is real, but is God the one who loves us? Or is, is God sort of indifferent? Is God someone who seems to be so far away from me? Or is he someone who's so near to me that he's even closer than I am to myself? Because, because we live in him, we move in him as St. Paul says, we have our very being in him. It is in him that we exist. Sometimes we feel that, yes, we are, obviously we're independent. God has made us as unique with a personhood, with personality of our own, subjectivity of our own. We can make decisions. We can make decisions in freedom. We can even reject God. But yet at the same time, we live and exist in Him. We don't have existence outside of Him. So He sustains us and He gives us freedom. He sustains us even when we say no to Him. He sustains us even when you see so many, right now a lot of people are making these remarks on, on you know, on, on the internet or varieties of media. They, they, they express even hate for God, rejection of God. What type of painful experiences are there within them which causes them to, to reject God? We do not know. We live in his hands. We pray for them. We pray that they may come to know the God who has loved them. But, but the first commandment, as Jesus would repeat these words, you know, from the book of Deuteronomy, Hear, Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus would add the second commandment and love your neighbor as yourself. Take care of one another. So the Lord kind of included both of those commandments as one. Now, but there's one, there's an invitation here. Why should we love the Lord 
our God. Why should we? And Moses here says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give you a land with fine, large cities that you did not build, with houses full of goods of all sorts that you did not garner, with cisterns that you did not dig, with vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And so when you go there and when you eat and fill, take care not to forget the Lord who brought you out of land of Egypt to place of slavery. When you have everything, don't forget him. There used to be a, you know, a statement which was kind of unusual at that time, the beginning of 20th century, as my family came, my aunts came to the United States. There's a, many people came to be quite well quickly by work, working hard, they were healthy, they had a drive, they had a desire to accomplish things. And even today, you know, many of the, those who are coming to us, you know, many, many of the immigrants who come, they are able to make things because, you know, they try and the opportunities are there, opportunities are here. So at that time, just beginning of 1900, 1920th century, there was a, my aunt who was living here and, and she loved the Lord. She was, you know, going to daily mass as much as she was able to do. And, 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 and she came to some family members, just family members, and they said to her, he says, you, you, you're doing well. Why you believe so much? <laughs> Why do you have to go to church? You're okay. You know, only those who are in need of, of, of God's graces, they go to church. And, and so it was one of those statements that she made to me when she spoke. It was kind of with a little bit of a degree of disappointment. But, but the fact is, you don't need it. You know? And, and this is what Moses says today. When you have everything... Do not forget him when you're full, when you're no longer in need of, of food, when you're no longer in need of housing, whatever you need. Don't forget, because this is what happens to us. We begin to forget. We, you know, we want to plant a little nest, whatever you want to call it, for the retirement. But the fact is this, we live and move and have our being in God. And so the invitation is for us to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. And as a matter of fact, Moses tells them, speak to your children. Share with this, share with them that which you have received so they don't forget. And as a matter of fact, put it around your wrist, you know, forget, forget me not, around the fingers, whatever it is. Moses is using these expressions so that you don't forget. Or he says, even put it, you know, right on your forehead. And this is when, you know, the people of Israel, many of them were wearing these little, they call them phylacteries, little pouch, little box in the forehead to remind them here, O Israel, your Lord, your God is the only one. You shall love the Lord your God. And, and, and or, or some of the families, even today, the Jewish families have mezuzah on their doors, making sure that, they, that whoever comes, they themselves, every time they walk into the house, that they will remember the word of God, that they will love him. You know, uh, it was a custom, you know, especially among Catholic families to have images of our Lord, our Lady, our Lady. Um, you know, the... Uh, crosses, you know, even statues they have. Now, if you go to many of the families, Catholic families, it's hard to even find an image. 
yes, there seems to be like art of some sort, maybe pseudo art, because you know, you know, it looks a, it's a reprint of some sort. But you know, it, but there's no more of that. I know that many of the families, I, you know, I've gone to some some families that they have beautiful. As you won't enter the house, they have a beautiful decorations, right? Spiritual decorations, and have the statues and cross and whatever it is. I've seen those too. So it's not that we don't have, but it, but, but it's the invitation is for, to remember. If if Moses say put something to make you remember, you know, in in your on your person in your house wherever it may be, is because why? Is because our hearts need to have a a, a way of remembering things because we are so distracted by so many things. I've seen how many people on, in, on their cell phones, you know, the, you know, that, that you know, the, when you turn your cell phone on, they have a lot of, lot of beautiful things, images of our Lord, the images of Our Lady, or words which they wish to remember. It's a, it's a beautiful way of doing things, reminding ourselves how important to love the Lord is. And why do we need to love the Lord? Because without Him, it's like fish without water. In Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. Why? The love. Love is so important because love harmonizes our deepest level of who we are. Love heals us. Love keeps our families together. We need that source of love, an ongoing love, because otherwise we get so sort of depleted, we get disillusioned. We, we become, we feel like we're alone and there's no one else, no one cares. And so to actually to enhance that love that we have within our hearts, because we have to remember this is how beautiful it was to read the, the, um, the responsorial psalm. I love you, Lord, my strength, I love you. Do we say we can, you know, spouses speak to each other how much they love each other? And it's very, very important. And saying to telling your children how much you love them is very, very important. But that the foundation of that love is I love you, Lord, my, my strength. I love you, Lord. And, and if I don't love you, help me to love you. Because sometimes we cannot say that we love the Lord. Sometimes we are so, you know, um, distracted by things or sometimes our hearts just too cold. They seem to be too indifferent. They don't seem to have that, that passion, that zeal within our hearts. So that's why we have to say, I love you, but help my love, my lack of love. Help my, that I may love you more. Because if I, we don't love him, then we don't feel that, that incredible joy that otherwise we would feel. Because, you know, it is the love that makes us, makes us whole. I, I, um, at a funeral for one of the older sisters, visitation sisters, which are not too far from here. And I came to know this one, one sister who was, she was, she moved from another location and she came. And what happened is that she was in her early eighties. And she said to me, I want to fall in love with God again. I want to fall in love with Jesus. And she lived her whole life, you know, for, you know, for 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 sixty couple years of in a religious community where she loved him. But but she said here at the age of eighty, eighty years old or so, eighty one, she said, I want to fall in love with him. I want to love him. I want to love him like I've never loved him before. So at such an age, you know, it's it's a beautiful invitation. That means that we still have capacity to experience and long for the deepest love you know that that type of falling in love again because how else we love unless we fall in love 
because we may love something and appreciate something and acknowledge something, but there's no, no tendency, tendency in our heart. And when we have this, this sort of like love, you see it. When young people fall in love, watch, you can see them. They're in love. We know that. They'll do anything. They will sleep. You know, I remember my, my, my younger sister, when she, she fell in love, she was able to function on two hours of sleep. And normally she would not be able to function in, with 10 hours of sleep. She was a, so, so, so we know that what happens. And, and it wasn't just one day. It was several days because some things just really required her presence. So, so this is what happens. This is where the energy comes from. This is where, you know, that, that enthusiasm comes from. So, and we can stretch ourselves so thin and we still are happy because we love. Today, I just want to say, it's not just that sister, but today we honor uh, Pope Sixtus, you know, from 250 AD to 60 AD. Um, and, and he uh, obviously fell in love with the Lord. And despite the fact is that Emperor, Emperor um, Valerian, he uh, issued a decree, and it's a very interesting decree because Saint Cyprian wanted to to know exactly what happened. So he sent his people to you know from uh, from Carthage uh, to uh, you know from northern Africa to Rome, and he wanted to really find out what was going on. And so he sent his his uh, delegates there. And and uh, what what happened is he wanted to find out what did Valerian, the emperor of Rome decreed so that he could warn his people who were the people who he wanted to target. And so he says, he says, and this is like out of love for his own people, a love, a love for the bishops in the area. He wanted to make sure that they understood. And so Valerian, the true state of affairs is this. He says, Valerian has issued an edict to the Senate to the, to the effect that bishops presbyters and deacons, so bishops, priests and deacons shall suffer the death penalty without delay. So they will not be, you know, just the minute they, are, they find out it's a bishop, priest or deacon, that's it. Now, senators, distinguished men and members of the equestrian class are to be deprived of their rank and property. So he says, even in, during this time, there are some senators who are already Christians. Isn't that interesting? Senators were already Christians, right in the midst, even though its decree is issued, but there are senators who are. And so the edict says the senators, or those and distinguished men and members of the equestrian class, probably military, are to be deprived of their rank and property. Okay, and if after forfeiting their wealth and privileges, they still persist in pers professing Christianity, they too are to be sentenced to death. Okay, so we have high members of the Roman society of the government, and they're already believers. So he has to send a edict. Yes, bishops, priests, and deacons they have got to be wiped out. Okay, but senators to be deprived of their wealth, privilege, everything else, and if they still persist, they have to be put to death. Now, ladies of the upper classes, which means the ladies of upper classes are also Christians. We're talking about high-ranking people. Okay. And so they, ladies of the pre, also, uh, uh, so ladies uh, uh, of the upper classes are to be deprived of their property and exiled in the case of members of the imperial staff. So even those who serve him directly, 
members of the Imperial staff, any who have either previously confessed or do not or do now confess to being Christian shall have their property confiscated and shall be assigned as prisoners to the Imperial States. Okay, so this is a decree. And what, what happens is there's who are these people? They love the Lord. They love the Lord. And many of them, yes, they were deprived of, of wealth, prestige. They were deprived of, their, uh, of, of everything that they had. And they were put to death. Okay, they were willing to do that. And, and we're not talking about just Christians of, of any kind. The, higher, the highest class is even part of his government. You know, isn't it interesting? And so, 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 the, so, so Cyprian says, he says, take care of yourself, please. I know this may be a trial for you, but you know, all these things he says is worth, it's worth it because he says our life here on earth will end and our life here on earth, we can't, we, you know, is, is not just limited, but we can't take anything with us except our love for God and our faith and the gifts of Christ's promises. So what is that invitation today? The invitation is to love. But secondly, today, the Lord is asking us that we may also have that faith, deep faith. And faith, in scriptural sense, is placing our confidence in the one that can do many things for us, having that confidence in him. Who else do we have but God himself to place our confidence in him completely and totally? This whole divine mercy message and devotion is what? At the root of it all is confidence in God. Jesus, I trust in you. I love you, and I desire to place my confidence in you. I trust you, and I trust, not just trust you, but I, tr I place my confidence in you, my trust in you. And so the Lord Jesus says today, why can't you do the things? Because you, you lack that, that love, that trust in him. You know, because, because what happens is that we rely too much too much on, on, on the things we can do. You know, I, I have to say that sometimes people feel like, says, well, I've prayed long enough. I don't need to pray anymore because it looks like the Lord doesn't want to do anything for me. And so I've got to do things on my own. Sometimes it happens. It happens too frequently. People get discouraged because it seems like the Lord is not coming forth and, and the, the way we would wish, the way we would wish things to be. And yet I have to say that, yes, there's a disappointment. Although God hears every whisper of our heart and God will grant us the grace and that even if it seems to be a delay, but the delay will only uh, uh, you know, strengthen us on the journey to our, in a, strengthening our relationship with God. But above all, but if we embrace the Lord with a deep sense of love for him, because he's trustworthy, he gave us everything. He gave us life, sustains us, but he also gives us himself through the Eucharist. You know, it's hard for us sometimes to even grasp and understand what the Eucharist is all about. But the Eucharist is divine son giving us his life, his divine life. We know that we are here because we want to receive him to hear his word. But let us ask the Lord that he may grant us this grace of complete confidence and love for the Eucharist, for Jesus who comes into our heart, that we may love him, that we may tell him when we receive him, Lord, may I love you more. I really rely on you more. 
that I, by my trust in you, that I may actually open up the graces that I can receive from you because lack of trust, lack of faith does not allow us to receive the graces, divine power and strength. So it does not allow us. So the so Lord is asking us, have that confidence so that I may do things for you. How many times Jesus spoke to St. Faustina and says, the graces, by the graces that you are to receive, the graces that I wish to give you, are obtained by one vessel only, and that is trust. The greater the trust, the greater the graces that I wish to offer to you. And I wish to do so much, wish to give you inexhaustible power, inexhaustible gifts that I have for you, but allow yourself through trust to receive them. And then ultimately, look what we have, Our Lady today, first Saturday of the month. What did she do? Her famous expression is, let it be done to me according to your word. Allow, I allow you to work in me. I allow you to give me whatever you wish. You know, let the Holy Spirit that overshadowed her. She says, you know, let it be. Let it be whatever you wish. What a profound attitude of trust in him. What a profound attitude of love because ultimately she felt loved. She felt experience. That, that that she had in her heart it was was that she was loved. May we experience that love and allow ourselves through the power of God, allow ourselves to be a source of love for others and allow God's love to really transform us into being like Christ, to be like son and daughter of God destined for glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.